Would you turn over to Psalm 137? I got some half-finished notes and a burden on my heart. And so I'm a, I just ask you to pray that the Lord will lead us where he wants to go. Psalm 137. Won't you, uh, won't we just stand and we'll read all this psalm. Verse number one says, By the rivers of Babylon, there we sat down. Yea, we wept when we remembered Zion. We hanged our harps on the willows in the midst thereof and we from uh, from there they that carried us away captive required of us a song and they that wasted us required of us mirth saying sing us one of the songs of Zion how shall we sing the Lord's song in a strange land If I forget thee, O Jerusalem, let my right hand forget her cunning. If I do not remember thee, let my tongue cleave to the roof of my mouth. If I prefer not Jerusalem above my chief joy, remember, O Lord, the children of Edom in the day of Jerusalem, who said, Raise it, raise it even to the foundation thereof. O daughter of Babylon, who who art to be destroyed, happy shall he be that rewardeth thee as thou hast served us. Happy shall he be that taketh and dasheth thy little ones against the stones. I know that's a peculiar psalm, I've titled this message, Have You Lost Your Song? And uh, I'm just praying the Lord will take us, take us back to a song. So, uh, Brother Bob, would you pray for us? Amen. You can be seated. We just finished the first half of major prophets of the Old Testament. Isaiah and Jeremiah are the pre-captivity prophets. Uh, And we just completed Jeremiah last week. And saw him and 
the children of Israel go into captivity to Babylon. We read the Lamentations, and Lamentations is a funeral dirge, a five-verse song to be sung in memory of the destruction of Jerusalem and the melting down of the temple and all Brother, Brother Bruce could give you a good fill-in on all that. We just saw all that. And then I, in the midst of it, I started putting some And so all I've got is my post-it note and a little bit here. First of all, I wanted to look at their condition. Now, these is, this is the children of Israel who have been carried... If you read 2 Chronicles, let's divide the Old Testament up now. The Old Testament has 17, 17 books of history. When you get to the end of 2 Chronicles, you're at the end of the Hebrew Bible. Uh, there's also five books of poetry. Psalm, uh, Job, Psalm, Proverbs, Ecclesiastes, Song of Solomon. And then there, and, and these Psalms stretch all the way back to the beginning of, of the uh, Old Testament and go all the way to the end of the Old Testament. We're kind of in the middle of it right here, 138. There's been three carrying aways to, into captivity. And there's nothing left in Israel except the poorest sort of people. Jeremiah himself is carried to Egypt. He was captured by the Babylonian, Babylonian uh, by Nebuchadnezzar. And given a choice, he said, I want to stay here. One of his own countrymen who had been appointed as king, Zedekiah, said, no, you can't stay. We're going to Egypt. And he went down to Egypt to be destroyed with Egypt. His heart. In Lamentations, he said, oh, that my head were waters. That I could cry a river of tears for my, for my nation, for Jerusalem, for my people. It's one of the saddest points in the Bible, of course. The, the promise of God has been, Jeremiah has given them a covenant that this is not all there is. The whole Old Testament revolves around the land. In the land, taking the land, living in the land, prospering in the land, losing the land. And so it's pre-captivity and post-captivity. And, and the major prophets are divided 
Isaiah and Jeremiah are the pre-captivity prophets, and then Daniel and Ezekiel are the post-captivity prophets. And uh, and and those twelve minor prophets are divided out similarly. There's only three of the minor prophets that are post-captivity. It's the last three in the Old Testament. So, all that to say, now they're in captivity. And these people, look at their contemplation. We wept when we remembered Zion. Down in verse 5, he said, If I forget thee, let my right hand forget her cunning. If I do not remember thee, let my tongue cleave to the roof of my mouth. If I prefer not Jerusalem over my chief joy. If we could put that in our perspective, the Old Testament is about the land. The land of Canaan. It's either an achieving to conquer the land or it's a remembrance of the blessings of the land. It's all about the land. We don't, the New Testament's not about the land. The New Testament's about the Lord. And there's the, there's the pre-days of every sinner. When we lived for ourselves and lived on our own and tried to build our life on our own, Until one day we met the Lord. And the blood of Jesus Christ cleanses us from all sin. And we are made the sons of God. We didn't deserve it. Thanks be unto God for his unspeakable gift. He gave us a gift. We, did, we, didn't, we couldn't work for it. We could, the best we could ever do would not gain. Ephesians chapter 2. For by grace are ye saved. By faith. That not of yourself. It's a gift of God. Not of works lest any man should boast. And so now. Primarily the church. Here tonight. And I know there's somebody here that's not saved. You're still on the pre-Lord life. But, but most of us here say. If I asked for a show of hands, 99% of the people here would raise their hands and say, I've been saved. That makes us the in the Lord crowd. You know, Jeremiah, Isaiah, they were in the land crowd before the captivity. This, this, Psalm is written about folks that were in the land. They knew the blessings of God in the land. And they're looking back and remembering and wishing that I could go back over at the land. I'd like to present this. <clears throat> Some of us live in the land. I, I read something this week about a 
a uh, lady in England who was starving. And her neighbor went to see her, and she was in rags, and she was, her health was gone. She was a, just an old widow woman. And uh, her daughter had went to the United States and was now doing well. And the neighbor said, well, doesn't your daughter ever check on you? She, every week she'd go there and find her needing food, needing clothes, needing something. And she's serving her. She said, well, she writes me a letter every once in a while and sends me some of them pictures. Said, that's all I, that's all I ever hear from her. Said, I do hear from her once. Said, she's really done well over there. And she said, do you care if I look at some of her letters? She said, no, they're right back there. And said, there's that pile of pictures. And she went back and looked at the letters and turned out the pile of pictures were money orders. The daughter had been sending her money. She had money to burn. She did not have to suffer, but she was living in absolute poverty. There's a lot of Christians right there. We've been saved. We're not looking for the Lord. We are in the Lord. You ought to read Ephesians chapter 1 sometime. He said in Christ, we have, we have so much. In fact, I'm not going to go there. I'd spend too much time there, but you, one of the good studies is to go through chapter 1 and 2 of, of, uh, of Ephesians and just see what it is that we do have in Christ. It'll amaze you. He said, we're, we're already seated in the heavenlies in Christ. It's not, it's not uh, going to happen. Old Johnny Flanagan wrote that song, said, I'm already over on the other side, waiting on my brand new body to be. The day we got saved, that happened. We became citizens of heaven, and we're living in this world what we're just passing through. Over there's where our home is. And so, these folks, if, if you read, if you read those pre- captivity scriptures you remember that just read the first two chapters of Jeremiah and he'll tell you about a people that laughed at God and walked away from God when God pleaded through the prophets and gave them the truth of the, of the treasure that they had as the children of God. Pick up your Bible. Get a hold of it. If I hear old people say, man, I, I'm ready to get out of here. I don't have nothing. Hey, get in your Bible. 
Find out what God's got for you. Find out what he said. So it says, it says in uh, 138 that they, they longed and lingered and wanted and remembered. To, they wanted to get back, verse 5 and 6. They wanted to go back to the things of God. Verse 2 says, We hanged our harps on the willows in the midst thereof. They're sitting in Babylon now. And verse 3 says, And they that carried us away required of us a song. They that wasted us required of us mirth, saying, Sing us one of the songs of Zion. I've never got to go there. Brother, Brother Bruce tell you about it. But I, I saw a video of a busload of tourists going into Jerusalem. You know, Jer over there, any direction you come from, you go up to go into Jerusalem. And, and uh, this busload was coming into Jerusalem. They began to see Jerusalem up on the hill, and they were singing Pearly White City. And uh, they, were, they were singing it in these psalms, is the great Hallel. It's a number of the songs that they sung at... As they, you know, three times a year, the feast days, they came into Jerusalem. And there were, those, those psalms were the psalms they sung as they came into Jerusalem. And so these enemies of, of the Jews said, why don't you sing us one of those songs of mirth? Those joy songs. The Jews were marked by their singing. I was going to look up. There's a, there's a battle over there. You remember where when they begin to sing, God broke the enemy in front of that, that bunch of Jews. They, all they had to do was sing. God did the rest of it. And, uh, I, but I don't have that scripture. They were people known for singing. If anybody in the world could sing a little song of mirth, it ought to be us that are saved by grace, isn't it? You know, I was thinking about, I left this out late, this morning. He said, get your bed and roll up your bed and, and get out of here. And you go, you, you show these people. And the Bible's, I, you got, have to go back to the scripture if you prove me on this. The Bible said that when he picked up his bed, he went out of there with joy. Can you see that guy? Blessed be the name. Blessed be the name. I mean, he had some joy in his heart. He, well, I got saved. Got to go to church again. Huh? 
Where we at? Where's our song? They were people of a song. Ephesians says, Ephesians chapter number 5, we're, we're familiar with 18, be not drunk with wine wherein is excess, but be filled with the Spirit. <clears throat> That's that verse talks about coming under control. But filled with the Spirit, look at verse 19. Speaking to yourselves in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody in your heart to the Lord. Has Kenneth been by here, Susie? Kenneth Jackson? Has he come by here? We've got a good friend down in Cold Springs, Texas, which is just north of Houston out there in the woods. Kenneth Jackson's his name. He had, he had, he had a beautiful voice. His, he and his two daughters used to come down to our church. Kenneth plays, he plays the piano without music, you know, just sit down and start playing. And he's got a, he had a voice. He knocked, he could rattle the shingles up here a little bit and uh, he and his girls would come down and sing for us we were good friends and he would come every once in a while I always had him sing but he had he had cancer in his voice box and they had to take they had to do something to the voice box they took it out or did something did surgery for cancer. And for about three years, he could only talk in a whisper. But medical technology is amazing. He went to one of the places over in Houston, and, and the lady said, I think, I think we can give you your voice back. And he said, how can you do that? She said, well... We've got an artificial implant voice box. And so Kenneth told us the story about going, he had to be awake for the surgery because they, you have to talk. They have to get your right size. And so he's, he said, I was laying there and, the, and they were doing surgery and they showed me my little voice box they were going to put in, a piece of plastic. And they stuck it in my throat and said... The, the big uh, designer came in and she said, oh no, that'll never do. He said, we got to have a bigger one than that. And he said, he said, she said, say hello, Kenneth. And he said, I heard my voice for the first time in three years. And I said, hello. She said, no, he needs a bigger voice box. And so they put a piece of plastic in Kenneth Jackson. And he's back on the piano and back singing at the top of his... I remember about one of the first services I heard him sing. His wife said, he'll, we, we spent all that money getting that surgery and having that voice box put in. Said he's going to blow it up first year. Well, look at this. Look at this verse. This is written for some of our benefits. 
He says, be filled with the Spirit. Speaking, verse 19, speaking to yourselves in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody in your heart to the Lord. We are a people that's got a song. Didn't we sing that song here the other day uh, about a song in your heart? I don't know if we did or not. I don't even know what the song says. But that's the way I have it figured. Some of y'all, I got kicked out of my family group when, when those boys got about 10 years old, figured out they'd say, Dad, stand back from the mic. And they both sung. My wife plays. I gave my boy my guitar when I figured out I couldn't play it. And, uh, but, I, but I've got this figured out. I can go down the road singing. When I'm in that truck by myself, I can go down the road singing and making melody in my heart, heart to the Lord. And sometimes I can do really good. But if you were there, you wouldn't enjoy it near as much as I do. But if, if, if a doctor in Houston, Texas can put a piece of plastic in Kenneth Jackson and make him sing again, I figure when I get to heaven, God put a gold voice box in and I'll sing it with the angels there, up there. Don't y'all think that'll work? So I'm not hopeless. We're people with a song. We have a song. And it would help us if we would be reminded. He said, get filled up with the Spirit and get that attitude of gratitude and get, quit, quit whining about being over here among the willows and get your, get your song back. And so he... You say, well, I don't know how to get my song back. Go over to Colossians chapter 3. Colossians chapter 3 and Ephesians chapter 3 are parallel uh, scriptures. But in Colossians chapter 3, somewhere down here, verse 16 no, not 16. Let's try 6. Nope. Nope. Colossians chapter 3, verse something other. I can't. Huh? It's not 16. Well, I was going to, that's what you get for scribbling. Well, uh, I'm sorry. Uh, well, wait a minute, wait a minute. I'm not in Colossians. Sorry about that. Look at 16 with me. 
Here's how to get your song back. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly in all wisdom. Teaching and admonishing one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs. Singing with grace in your hearts. See, here's the encouraging part. If your brother doesn't like your singing, he says, sing with grace in your heart to the Lord. If you look at this passage, it begins in verse 11. And verse 11 said, Christ is all and in all. It begins with Christ and he's going to end it up in verse uh, 16 with this idea that we, we give it all back to him in the praise that we give him. So, the song. I want to ask, have you lost your song? How long has it been since you've sung a song? I'm not talking about, I'm not talking about getting up here and having a special or joining the ladies' group. I'm talking about how long has it been since you and the Lord had a song session together? When you got a hold of some truth out of the Word of God, it just puts the put the singing back in your soul. And you couldn't keep from singing if you tried. It was just natural to sing it out and praise the Lord. Uh, that's the that's the uh, secret of the singing. And I believe I'm going to quit right there. I'll finish this passage Probably next Sunday, I'm more studied on it. I want. Oh, here's what I want to say. Over there in Psalms, it says, "Sing a new song." And there's a crescendo of praise that goes through the whole Psalms. And uh, we'll talk about some of that next week. But it's time for us to get back to the book. Get back to the Holy Spirit and, and quit whining around about, well, the pandemic and, and uh, all. Hey, whatever damage is done is done. He's going to tell that bunch over there by the wheel, get up your harps and get back to praising me. You want, you want to walk with God? Get, get back. Get that. You know, Get, you, you won't find it on the newscast. You won't find it on the stock report. You won't find it in the, in the, in the videos, but you can find it in the Word of God. As we yield up, hey, the captivity is the captivity of this world. It separates us from the Lord. Love not the world, neither the things that are in the world. If any man love the lo world, the love of the Father is not in him. Isn't that what that says? And so, between now and then, would you just take this for homework? Find you a scripture that stirs your heart. And get some joy from the book that you can sing about again. Would you do it? And we'll finish it next week. 
I might even let you in on a Wayne Hudson special. It might, it might surprise you. My, my congregation, I used to say, when they sung, power in the, there's power in the blood, I'd go, Ch-. Well, they got me a set of cymbals, and then they wouldn't let me play them after I got it. It's wonderful, isn't it, to be a child of God? It's wonderful to have the promise. Hey, if all, all, we, if all we had was Nancy Pelosi and, and Biden and folks like that, I believe I'd just about, that's almost suicidal. But we've got the Lord. We've got the Savior. And there's, uh, hey, there, there's nothing like just getting along with Him. Letting him show you something fresh or refreshed. And then humble your heart and give it back to him. Give it back to him. That's the joy of the Lord. And Paul said that that we should know that joy in a great way. Peter says that that joy is the power and the, and the strength of our salvation. Don't lose your joy. Get back to loving Jesus, lifting him up, praising him. You find it on the page of the book. He's the all in all. And so let's stand. We'll have an invitation. Somebody here needs to get things settled in the altar. Why don't you do it? Somebody here has lost your joy and you'd like to have it back. Why don't you pray? Why don't you give it back to him? and Let him do in you what he'd like to do with you. While we, what number are you going to sing, Brother John? Page 118. Well, we're... Father... There's all kinds of dissent and grief in this world. All kinds of trouble all around us. There's wickedness and temptations that beset us on every hand. Lord, I pray that you'd just help us to come back to your book and allow you to be in us and work in us. And help us to turn ourselves over to you. Thank you for Jesus. And thank you for loving us. In his name I pray. Amen.
I got a text from uh, Anita Lujo today. Her brother had, they thought he was coming home and they did some kind of test. He had another uh, heart issue and so she was asking us to pray for her and her family. Pray for him. Her brother is a is a preacher down in Brownsville, Texas. So uh, remember, remember them, please. And she apologized that she hadn't been able to get to church, but she's coming. So, any other word? Let's sing our chorus, Blessed Assurance. This is my... 